People who've outrun the cops. How did you do it? Don't know if this counts, but my friend and I were busted for being 19 and 20 and drinking at a party. Everyone ran, but I hid and they ended up never finding me. I spent an entire seven hours pretzeling in a woven basket in a closet, wide awake and slowly sobering. The scariest part was when they started searching said closet right after the bust and the cop moved clothes from above my head to reveal my hair and still didn't see me. Good times. Got to love the differences between the US and the UK. Busted for drinking at 19 and 20 in a private residence. I was a baby-faced 15-year-old drinking a pint in a pub. Police officer came in, told me to finish my pint and go home. They let you finish for the greater good. The greater good. The greater good. There were a lot of people and I was faster than 50% of them. Just like my zombie apocalypse plan. The benefit of smoking green herb in a forest and getting caught is that you're in a forest. We just took off. Hard to catch up when there's all kinds of crap to avoid. Personally, I don't rate my survival odds as being very high running through a forest at night while high on green herb, but I'm glad it worked for you. Hanging out at a friend's house when my mum texts me to inform me that my girlfriend is on her way back from college to surprise me. My girlfriend hated the dude I was hanging out with, so I didn't tell her I was there and recently told her I was home. I jump in the car and started flying home on a road that I should definitely not be flying on. As God fated, I pass a cop and I see him hit his brakes in my rear view. I instinctively floor it over the hill, pull into a parking lot and cut my lights off. Nighttime. Few seconds pass and I see him fly by with his wee-woos on. With no time to spare, I pull back out soon after and I finish flying home. Run inside, jerk my clothes off, lay on the couch, turn on the TV and she knocks on the door not five seconds later. Mission accomplished. Wow, your mum is pretty fantastic for giving you a heads up. Mine would have thrown me under the bus immediately. She's a better wingman than my little brother. When I was younger, I was dating a girl at work. I had faked sick and called in on a Friday to go to a party, and for reasons I no longer remember 16 years after the fact, I didn't tell the girl. So I'm at the party and get a call from my buddy, who tells me the girl heard I was sick and was on the way to my house to take care of me and bring soup. I rushed home, and my little brother was the only one there, so I tell him, Look, this girl is going to be here any minute and she thinks I'm sick, so just roll with it, okay? I heard the doorbell from my room and prepared to put on my sick act. After laying in bed for 20 minutes, I go upstairs to see what's going on. I ask my brother what happened and he said, I just told her you were sick, so go away. On my way to a concert on a motorcycle, I was kind of racing on another bike up the highway. Went past a state boy at about 100 miles per hour and jumped off the next exit, the correct exit for the concert. Basically, I was able to get past the line of traffic into the event and scoot around a gate that was closed by riding on the footpath. Made my way to an area where there was literally a 100 plus bikers. Ditched my helmet, removed the jacket and sat on a picnic table while they went around and around looking for me. So not so much outran, but outplayed. Thankfully, they never got close enough to read my plate. I was leaving town, heading out into the country on my Triumph, probably cruising at around 80. Pass a sheriff sitting on his little gravel drive. I figured, screw it, immediately downshifted and slammed the throttle open. By the time he hits his lights, I'm doing like 120 and climbing, and he must have figured out it wasn't worth the time because he just shut them back off. Didn't even shift out of park, I don't think. On foot versus a cop car. Ran halfway into a residential block through backyards, aware that they saw which direction I went. Once they were out of sight, I doubled back and ran half into the block in the opposite direction, sat quietly in a bush. They circled a few times and left that block. I didn't do anything, just ran when a cop car drove by. I was a bored kid. 
My two buddies and I used to walk to a gas station at night when we were younger because they were 24-7 and sold huge burritos for a buck. One of us was strangely afraid of the cops. One night we're walking and he sees a cop driving by and he immediately takes off in a sprint and hops a fence, leaving us awkwardly sitting out there with our burritos. The cop stops and was like, uh... We get our friend to come back and apologize for being weird. Cop tells him he's a strange kid and circles the block a few more times to make sure we get home okay. I remember being like 17 and a group of us went rabbit hunting at night. We would basically ride around the cane fields and shoot rabbits. We would be drinking and stuff and considering there wasn't crap else to do, it's what we did. So we finish up our hunt and we're exiting the cane fields onto the main highway. It would take us about 10 minutes to get back to my friend's house and considering there was like 8 of us in a single cab Chevy, a few were riding on the bed of the truck. We jump onto the highway and make it about a mile when a cop turns his lights on. My buddy immediately pulls over and the rest of us are hiding our booze. As soon as the truck stops, one of my friends jumps out the back of the truck, drives into the bayou, crosses it, and takes off running. The thing is that the cop was a friend of ours. He had graduated the year before and recognized the truck, knew what we were doing and wanted to mess with us and see how many we killed. I didn't hear from my buddy that jumped out the back of the truck until next afternoon when I asked him why he did that. He said it was because he had half a joint in his pocket. This was before pages or cell phones were a thing, thus the delay in communication. Running into a woods from a bonfire party. Knew previously from running into the woods where the barbed wire fence was and how to get through it. The cop in the dark did not. He was 15 feet behind me, then 100 feet behind me real fast. Wasn't worth giving me the MIP, so he turned back after that. Yeehaw. If he had seen my face, I wouldn't have run. With my car, among everyone else's sitting there, I would have felt way too paranoid driving later. Oh, that sounds rough to be that cop. Maybe he wasn't so much giving up the chase as going to attend to his wounds. We escaped by running. Me and my friends were on the cross-country team. We casually ran two miles away. We were drinking in a park. Once we took off, the cops gave chase for about a hundred yards and figured, eh, screw it. It wasn't exactly a badass escape, but it was funny as heck. I'm imagining the cops chasing you during a cross-country meet and them getting really exhausted. In a town with a small police force, Hid then placed an anonymous call tipping the police off that we were back at the scene of the crime so the officers following us would return there. I've silently dipped out of a group as the cops were fast approaching but never had to actually outrun them. There's some telltale signs at a party the cops are going to be called within a half hour in all likelihood. When the beer runs out, when the furniture gets lit on fire, Potato cannon fired at vehicles, someone dives out of a window to not be seen until the next week. Axe throwing contests and sword fighting while they let the pigs out in a suburban neighborhood down the street from the high school. Senior year of high school, the night before Halloween. My friend dressed as a banana and I dressed as a gorilla. I was going to chase him around campus during school on Halloween, so we decided to go for a quick test run around the neighborhood late at night. We ran around and the banana costume we made was holding up real nicely. We saw a car turning around at a cul-de-sac, so we decided to run past it and see the driver's reaction. About 20 feet away from it, we realized it was a cop car. We were out past curfew, and the cops really do nab you for that here. So we stopped in our tracks and book it for the nearest park. Cop follows. My friend, a cross-country runner, took off ahead of me in his banana suit far into the park, into a trail deep into the neighborhood. I, a chubby dude in a gorilla suit, was wheezing when I got to the park. There were some trees that were about as wide as me, so I take cover behind one of them. The cop shines his searchlight around, and I'm terrified he can see a piece of my suit sticking out from the tree. After what seems like an eternity, the cop finally turns off his light and leaves. Phew. 
My time to shine. I was 17 and dumb and on my way to a meeting a few towns over. Where I live is so flat that you can watch your dog run away for three days, so there are often long stretches of road in an open field. I was turning left onto a two-lane highway when I saw these two cars blow past me, going the direction I was going, at least 90 miles per hour. I said, well, let's make this a convoy. I got up to about 120 to catch them up, and I was about with them when I saw a semi-truck coming in the opposite direction. I thought to myself, how boned would I be if there was a cop driving behind that semi? Sure as God's got sandals, there was a cop driving behind the semi. The first two cars passed, and I just saw his lights come on as I passed him. I thought, oh, frick. Reckless OP. Jail. I'm going to lose my license. I'm screwed. I start slowing down and reach into my wallet for my license. When I see a house coming up on my right side on the small side street, there was a house and a two-car garage off to the side. I slammed on my brakes and took the turn, and I pulled right into this perfect stranger's open garage like I own the place. I get out, shaking, because I'm not out of the woods yet. I walk out of the garage and up to the front door of the house and knock. An old lady answers and I tell her I'm here to work on my car and asked if Jack was home. All BS. She said, no, I'm sorry. I profusely apologized and turned around. Just then I saw the cop fly past the house in hot pursuit of the other two cars. I got back into my car and took the back roads for the rest of the trip. I've beaten them several times. One of those times was in a bad neighborhood. As soon as he swung on me, I pulled into the first driveway and went to the door and knocked. I told the person that answered the door that the cop coming down the road was going to pull me over for speeding, that I had a suspended driver's license and would give them $20 to act like they knew me and to let me in. The cop stopped in front of the house, but the guy let me in. I paid the guy the 20, bullcrapped around for about 20 minutes watching the Wheel of Fortune with him and his wife, then went on my merry way. (laughs) A relatively small downtown area was coming into town at 45 miles per hour, and the cop was coming the other way, directly at me. I was probably doing about 20 miles per hour over the limit, and he lit my butt up with a radar gun. He passed me, and I saw him turn around in my rearview mirror and flick on the lights. Generally, I would never run, but I was 18 and was one speeding ticket away from losing my license on points. I gunned it, got into town, and just weaved through a bunch of side streets until I was pretty sure I lost him. Here's the kicker. I'm pretty sure I lost him, and now I need to get back onto the main highway quickly. I'm sitting at a red light, waiting for the light to turn, and guess who goes right through the intersection in front of me? It was 1am or so, so not many cars on the road. My headlights shined right onto his car as he went in front of me, enough that I could see the guy. 18-year-old me crapped a brick. The cop kept going, and I gunned it to get onto the highway. I wonder if the cop had actually just given up on the chase at that point. From some of the other stories, it seems like they don't always pursue these things that rigorously. Story time. When I was about 14, there was this local store owner who treated the kids like crap, so kids started egging his business. So one night, me and my overweight friend decided it's our turn to egg his place. Of course, that was the night he and his friends decided to hide in the store to catch any said eggers, and as soon as I let the first egg fly, they busted out the door after us. I've never seen a fat kid run as fast as my friend. He outran me, and I ran track. I still had a few eggs in my hands, so I started throwing them behind me, and I could hear them cursing. I'd like to think that it slowed them down from catching us, but in reality, a bunch of 30-year-old, overweight, beer-drinking stoners weren't going to catch two 14-year-old boys that were scared crapless and running on pure adrenaline. We put the distance between us and them quickly. So here it is, 1am in a small town, and at this point, we're about 10 blocks from the place we egged. We're on the business side of streets. I want to cross the road so we're in the houses side, where it would be a lot harder for the police to catch us. After hiding in some bushes for a bit, and looking to make sure the coast is clear, we make our move. 
No sooner than we hit the street, we see a cop car like five blocks up, drive from one street to the next, with a direct line from the police officer's view, looking right at us. Suddenly, we heard the screech of his tires as he shot past us, and the sound of the car being revved up in reverse. But by this time, we're hopping back fences and covering blocks and blocks in a matter of minutes. At this point, I'd say we were on the run for about 30 minutes. So we wind up going 10 blocks in basically a C pattern to where we hop fences and cross yards. And we wind up by a house that has a huge weeping willow in front of it, has a direct view of the store we egged, and we can see the police lights, but the tree is so big we can't see past it. But it's the perfect place to hide under, to see what's going on. So we go under it and we're probably about seven blocks away and take a look. I crap you not, there were over a dozen police cars there. This was before the small town I lived in turned to crap, so the police routinely had nothing to do back then. So my friend is like, holy crap, look at all these police cars, we're screwed. Meanwhile, I was saying out loud, I can't believe there are this many police cars over one frickin' egg. My friend was panicking and I was actually just annoyed that they were making this big a deal out of it. So he says, let's just turn ourselves in, and I was like, no frickin' way. If they were going to make such a big deal, I felt it was the principle that we had to make it back to his house and get away, even if it was just for that night. I said, all we have to do is go five more blocks till we're out of sight of the police, and then cut across to where we're so far away they won't even think we made it that far. He says, I don't know any of that area. I'm not getting bit by some dog running through backyards. I said, mother fricker, we already cut through like 20 backyards, and I'm pretty sure a dog is going to bark before we even get over a fence. I told him he can turn himself in, but I'm making a break for it. He decided to stay with me, so it took us another hour of quietly sneaking through backyards until we were enough distance away that we felt we could cross the main street where all the cops drove to make it back to his place. I considered it a personal victory that we outran half the police force in our town to make it back to his place, even though we turned ourselves in in the morning. We left our bikes at the scene of the crime because we were idiots. I still look back at that time and smile. ButcherBox is 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, all humanely raised with no antibiotics or added hormones. And all of that delivered straight to your door with free shipping always. Imagine always having high-quality cuts in your freezer ready to go with no trips to the grocery store or planning out availability and knowing that it's food you can trust. There are curated to customized box plans at incredible value. Saving money at a grocery store is getting more and more difficult, especially when you're trying to get consistently high-quality meat. Sign up at ButcherBox.com jerk and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com jerk and use code jerk to choose your free for a year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. My one and only cop story. In eighth grade, my friend and I were both crammed in one of those electric razor scooters heading home and some lady started yelling at us. My friend slowed us down to hear what she was saying. Apparently, she was giving us a heads up that a cop was a block away. We got off the scooter and walked past the cop and went on our way. In conclusion, avoided confrontation altogether. Was with a friend running, suspecting that cops had been called and we hid in a bush. I turned to my friend and say, we need to go, but we have to walk. So we step out of the bush and not 20 seconds later, a cop car drives straight past us, didn't even slow down. More often than not, if you act innocent, people will think that you're innocent. I train a lot. I run five to six days a week. 
One long day, usually one interval day, and three to four easy days. So I signed up for the local police fundraiser 5K, beat all the cops to the finish line. I told them they should add more speed work to their training if they want to catch me next year. I feel like this commenter might have taken the title in a little too abstract an interpretation, but I applaud him nonetheless. Now, settle in for a monster story to finish off the video with. Obligatory, not me, but my brother. The following is absolutely true. Gather round, Redditors, as I regale you with the tale of Bad Luck Mike and one of the times he got away from The Man. I take you back to the Halicon days of 1990. Y2K was a decade away, and Prince had been hyping some big party he was planning in the works for eight years at the time. Supposed to be a hell of a bash. Mike had committed a crime in our small suburb of Fort Worth, Texas. Frankly, the crime doesn't matter at this stage in the tale. Point is, he was on the run. Fortunately, our suburb had lots of creeks and storm drains and gullies crisscrossing through it. Every neighborhood was in the vicinity of a small brook of some sort. Also, fortunately, Mike was in the prime of his life. About 23 years old, 6 foot 4, thin as a rail, with a hollow leg to hold all the beer he could steal on a given night, and the biggest swinging member in the town, whether anyone else knew it or not, and the unmitigated gall to go with it. So Mike was running over the hill and dale and crossing under a dim streetlight here and there on the run to one of his friend's place. But lo, a new problem arose, the baying of hounds in the distance. Johnny Law had called in the dogs. Now Mike started jumping fences, scaring little old ladies, and he finally took to where he would have the greatest chance of losing the fuzz. The creeks. Splashing through murky water all throughout our tiny burg, Mike tried to outfox the dogs until he finally came upon an idea and headed for the police station. Now, I know what you're thinking. Why in the frick would you go to the beehive while the bees are already on the hunt for you? But Mike had a plan. See, in Mike's mind, it made perfect sense to walk right by the cop shop. It's the last place anyone would ever think to look for him, and it had worked before. Mike once evaded arrest for a full week while the Fort Worth cops, in a bit of jurisdictional cooperation, tossed our town to bits searching for him. How? Why, he sat in the FWPD lobby and caught up on his reading, for free, from the library, while they searched for him high and low. I told you, unmitigated gall. So Mike finally came upon the police station and he sat back in a copse of trees making sure the coast was clear. He was covered in mud and muck, all manner of nastiness, and by the sounds of things, the dogs were getting closer. Heart in his throat, there was always the chance he would get seen by someone who was in the right place at the wrong time, Mike walked right by the PD and across the street, to the little laundromat where we washed our clothes every week. At the time, in our town, pretty much all activities stopped around 8pm on the main drag. It was common to leave your front door unlocked and the keys in your car. There wasn't that much crime. So, of course, there were no cameras to see Mike kick open the door of the laundromat, close it again behind him, and strip down to his aforementioned swinging eggplant. Using the change in his pockets, he washed and dried his clothes, and he gave himself a decent scrub in the laundromat restroom sink. An hour later, Mike was walking down the street minding his own business. Presently, the flashing lights behind him caused him to look back quizzically and give the universal hand gesture that says, What did I do? An incredibly corpulent cop jumped out of the vehicle looking like he'd had a few too many liters of cola, and with his light in Mike's face said, I caught you. Another universally understood gesture from Mike, palms up, facing away from him, worry and innocence etched up on his face. Whoa, Ed, what's up? I'm just going over to so-and-so's house. I'm not doing anything. 
Of course, Mike knew the cop. Mike knew all the cops. All of us did. We'd had them all in our house at some point in their careers, and it was well known that Mike made a cop's career interesting. Starting from the age of 15, when he'd become a priest for a few hours in order to pull a truck heist. A tale for another day, gentle Redditors. Ed knew he'd been chasing Mike for the past hour. Mike knew it too. But Mike wasn't about to let Ed get a collar on him. I've been after your butt for an hour, Mike. I've been chasing you through mud and crap, and goddammit, I got you. Wait, 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 Ed, Mike reasoned. You've been chasing me for an hour through mud and crap? Ed, I don't have a spot on me. I'm perfectly clean, man. No, I know it was you, Mike. This goes back and forth for some minutes until Ed's on-duty supervisor pulled up, lights also flashing. He stepped out, looking like an acting double for Dan Aykroyd. Okay, Mike, why are you giving us a hard time? Ed caught you. Let's go. Look, Rick, Mike began. Ed says he's been chasing me through the mud and crap. I'm literally clean. Rick, I feel for you guys, but whoever it was y'all were chasing, it wasn't me. Having been presented with evidence that Mike was indeed clean and couldn't possibly have been running in creeks and streams for the past hour, Rick and Ed let Mike go. Everyone there knew Mike was guilty. As Mike walked off into the proverbial sunset, Ed and Rick knew they would get him eventually. When they finally did a couple of years later, Mike paid dearly for making them look like fools. Never worry, Mike is alive and well and continuing his anti-hero ways today. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot, linked in the description too. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.